Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, thanks for joining us for this Wednesday edition of the Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment streaming at MyTalk1071.com on the MyTalk app. I want to remind you that MyTalk's Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund is still underway, a fundraiser for Neighborhood Development Center. Got to give a shout out to some of our partners, including Animal Emergency Referral Center of Minnesota, Livia Weight Control Centers, and you, MyTalkers, for your donations. You can learn more and donate at MyTalk1071.com, keyword neighbors. Now on to the show. Hey, kids. Hey, everybody. How are we doing with the donations today? It's huge. Is it? It's huge. Oh, my gosh. You guys are something... We are up to $74,555. This is is so huge. huge. And um, today our matching sponsors are Plunkett's Pest Control and AARP of Minnesota. Who are each donating $1,500 to the cause, the good cause of the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. And remember we learned when we were talking... Um, I can't remember um, about the neighborhood partnership program that one dollars equals thirty three dollars. Thirty three or twenty eight. I've read both. We've read both. So mm-hmm. let's just say one dollar equals thirty. All right, there you turns go. Turns into thirty. So every every dollar of your donation. So we just um, really appreciate what everyone's doing. Thank you. Yeah. No, really, what what has Julia's bee in a Stop bonnet it. is Stop a lady it. yesterday sent us an email. Like, maybe they wanted to go to B. Arthur and said, Lori and Julia are so bad, they don't even talk about the thing. All the other shows do the heavy lifting. They do book reviews in Hollywood. Blah, blah, blah. And I wanted Julia to write back, that's because we're lazy. <laughs> But uh, Julia declined. I declined. To reply at I all. only do nice things. That is just not true we talk about this a lot and we just because we're not putting our hairy toe knuckles out there like donna and steve that's right, right right yeah go that's find right. somebody else around who you're in charge of I that's just, what i say to that but lady. i and i showed it to be arthur and and it has like, bothered her for 24 oh. hours she was like i we don't do enough what should we be doing should we be making cake should we be doing insta posts i'm so easy it's a bug, aren't I? I know. Stop, Lori. Honestly, I just called and said that. Sorry, I mean, be quiet. Okay, here's the deal. Yes. We both saw the screening of A Breath for George with New Dawn Theater um, about a week ago. And they were doing yes. these screenings, which is a collection of actors and educators and activists. Activists. And um, it, they put together this really meaningful about a 45-minute movie. Speaking from the heart. Yeah, a movie yes. that has been air, you know, been screening mm-hmm. on the sides of different um, churches or different um, theaters in the Twin Cities area. Mm-hmm. What well, was supposed to end Sunday night, but because 
people the demand. have been, demand has been big. And so I just wanted you guys to know it's going to run through next Monday night now. And um, they are just doing one screening a night at 8 p.m. I think they learned, you know, from the time with the sunset and everything. Right. It, it's better to have it at 8. But tonight it's at Lyric Arts, which is in Anoka. Tomorrow, Lakeshore Players Theater, which is in White Bear Lake. Friday, it's at Chicago Avenue Fire Arts Center in Minneapolis. Saturday and Sunday, it's Ordway Center for the Performing Arts down on um, Washington Avenue in St. Yeah. Paul, which is, you know, right there in downtown St. Paul. And those Good. are. Good. I'm so glad because it's and so well done. Monday at the Guthrie Theater. That's really pretty amazing. places to watch, you know, the an outside, outdoor movie. Right. Bring your so, blanket or your chairs. And it's really well, it's it really makes worth you think, it. And it really makes you think if you're a white person. Yes, it does. You know, because you've got people of different ages sharing stories, songs, you know, memories, and educators that are. I don't know. I just I, I it was both, so inspiring. It really and, was and eye opening, and it's a good time we're sp- to yeah. listen and learn. That's right. And I think you know, in this in the spirit of that, I was like, you know, we've loved Brian Gumble a oh. long time. I mean, he was he one was of the best. Anchor. He was one Forever of the best on the hosts Show. on the Today Show. He and Jane Pauley, and for a long time, he's had a very successful show on HBO. His Real, Real Sports. Sports, yeah. And um, I think this was last night's episode, and I, he's been having athletes and different people talking about about racism and, and stuff like this. So he ended the show. He gave a very powerful commentary that I just think is worth listening to yeah. and thinking about. Finally tonight, as we close out this Real Sports edition devoted in great part to racial injustice, a few personal words seem fitting about what some friends and I often refer to as the black tax. It's not an IRS thing. It's the added burden that comes with being black in America, and it's routinely paid, no matter how much education you have, how much money you make, or how much success you've earned. The black tax is about more than just the added stares, whispers, and suspicions when you're out and about. It's about the many instances of disrespect and incivility your color seems to engender, and being expected to somehow always restrain yourself, lest you not be what white Americans are never asked to be, credit to your race. It's about living a life that included your father having to leave home to earn his law degree even though he was an honor student and a decorated war veteran. It's about your son getting arrested for doing nothing more than walking while black. And it's about having to be more concerned than your white friends and associates for the safety of your grandkids. It's about the day in and day out fatigue of trying to explain the obvious to the clueless. It's about being asked to overlook blue failings and white failings so they can be conveniently viewed as black issues. It's about being asked by so many what they should do or say about race when the easy answer lies in the privacy of each person's heart. It's the black tax. It's paid daily by me and every person of color in this country, and frankly, it is exhausting. I've been paying the black tax in America for almost 72 years now, long enough that I shouldn't have to ask others to simply accept one very basic reality, that our black lives matter. Thank you for being with us. Stay safe. Damn, he's so good. I mean, I really—I mean, that is amazing to think yeah. about. And maybe in our white privilege, you've never even thought about that. But I just think he's—he's he's a great. Uh, he was—he's so eloquent, yeah. and I kind of like—I put—I go—I like Brian Gumble, and I also look to Dan Rather. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of calming. 
thoughts and wisdom because I think Dan Rather's, what is he, close to 80? Mm-hmm. At least. And he's covered so much. So he's just kind of <laughs> well, been a voice reason. He's 88. Is he? Oh yes. my gosh. And he has a podcast or he's yeah. got a show on Radio Andy, but I just, I really just felt that just really t- touched it, me and to think helps. about that uh, black tax, the burden of 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 having that color of skin and all everything that he said. I just, it, it's also posted on People Magazine. Yeah. And it might have even maybe been. Hannah has grabbed it and put it on our website. Yeah, it's so, it's really it it's it says a lot. Yeah, and I think we have a lot to learn. Yeah, and so thanks for finding that, Lori. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, listen, peeps, we are going to go when we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of, and it was sort of the one that we were all ready to go off on a conspiracy thing yesterday, Holly. And I tried to stop you guys in their tracks. Well, only because I, we, Holly and I knew that this guy has an interesting story, and there's going to be stuff coming out, and stuff has come out, and so it is our story we can't get enough of, and uh, we'll be right back with it. If we don't, can we slow dance, I everybody? Like I like what it. day is it today? It's Tuesday. No, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> See, what a delightful surprise. <laughs> One day closer to the weekend. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And the date is the 24th. I mean, we sit there in our double wide, and I'm like, what day is it? What date is it? What are we doing? Because we're all just kind of, <laughs> our lives are like, you know, maybe you're picking up and doing a few things here and yeah. there, but pretty much like when... Someone says to you, whoa, what fun plan are you doing? That to me right now is one of the more annoying questions that anyone can ask you. What fun plan do you have this week? Oh, you, so many. Do you have it? Do you have like an hour so what, we can sit what, down and share it all? What are your weekend plans? Is that preferred? No, don't. Don't I mean, even ask. Don't even ask unless no. you're coming. If you've got an invitation or you've got something to share because it really makes it's making people feel already more like losers maybe than they might already feel about the fact that you know it just adds what is there to say oh not I, a lot you know what i mean yeah. i'm gonna sit in that corner, corner of the yard as opposed, opposed to the to that other corner one. of the yard so i don't know, just maybe a helpful you know like uh you know whatever i just like it's, it's just everything is hitting people the wrong way. and everything is the same yes. you know it's sort of like we've had so many groundhog days and it's, we're going to keep having that yep. because uh i mean my god this this covid is blowing up all over the place now is not the time to think it's not. Now is not the time, but okay. now is the time to dig into yes. Steve Bing. Steve Bing. So this is the guy. Not a lot of people will know him unless you're an old gossip hound or a young gossip hound. But he really, how we got to even know who he was, because he was just a 18-year-old kid who inherited a $600 million trust fund from his dad who what bought is- up buildings in New York City, and uh, he dropped out of Stanford, and he immediately, you know, just started living what I would, I mean, I would have, I mean, can you imagine $600 million at at 18? 18? Oh, no way. I mean. How fun. How fun, exactly right. (laughs) I have so many new best friends. So, uh, no one really knew who he was until, and he got to be a little bit well-known in Hollywood because uh He had all this money, and he loved beautiful women and probably fast cars and fast living. I mean, you know, you've got $600 million at 18. Your money people are saying you're never going to run out of money and blah, blah, blah. You've got people helping you. 
people wanting you to invest in Hollywood, but we never knew who he was. And he died uh, yesterday. He Just did die yesterday okay. at the age of 55. Uh, they did rule that he he did uh, take his own life by jumping from the 27th floor of his uh, L.A. apartment building, which... You know, that any suicide just makes me feel so sad, sad. For, for the family because it's just a terrible, terrible thing. But um, so people didn't know who he was until Liz Elizabeth Hurley, who had broken up with Hugh Grant mm-hmm. and within about six months of breaking up with Hugh Grant, started dating Steve Bing. OK, and he... Um, uh, they, he, they, she ended up getting pregnant at Elton John's villa in the south of France I after all the stuff, shenanigans that go on there. Oh yeah, so they they had and anyway he he had said you know that he and Elizabeth Hurley were never serious that he dated other women. Well, she was like, I never dated anybody else. I haven't been sleeping with anybody else. She went to the Oscar. Uh, Vanity Fair party with him in 2000. There's a photo of that, both of them looking wasted, smoking cigarettes at a table. Um, but um, anyway, uh, she had to take him to court to prove that he was the father. And um, he denied it. And then um, when a second court case came up with... Um, a tennis player. Yeah, tennis player who was married to Kirk Kevorkian, who's like 48 years her senior. They were on a separation, and she and Bing, Steve Bing, got together. And then Kirk Kevorkian took his wife back. They made up whatever kind of, you know, probably have big fights when you're 84. and Realize he didn't get her pregnant. That's right. And uh, he had his private detective steal dental floss from Stephen Bing's um, Hotel garbage. Room. At, in Las Vegas, right? Wasn't it in Vegas? Uh no, he didn't oh. he didn't live in Las Vegas. He dug it out of his trash at his place at right. his home when he had a home in Bel Air. Got it. And okay. they proved that uh this daughter was in fact Steve Bing. So then he got the nickname the Sperminator mm-hmm. because both uh he was ordered to pay um like Elizabeth Hurley turned down his first um offer offer and uh both of his kids get a hundred thousand dollars a year in a trust yes and um apparently he he's never even met damien elizabeth hurley some of him he didn't want to meet him and he it's interesting his story because like when he first moved to la like he met hugh hafner and he met mick jagger he met warren Beatty. he became Really good friends with Jimmy Khan, James Khan, and he thought of him as a father. Wow! And um, and uh, and then you know, like in two thousand and two, Stephen Bing sued Kirk Kevorkian for like billions of dollars. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Dollars for stealing the dental floss uh, to figure out that he had fathered a child with Kerokian. Am I saying his name right? Kerokian. Kerokian, yeah. And so anyway, I mean, like for at one time when when Steve Bing moved to L.A., he moved to L.A. and he lived at the at a hotel and he stayed for nine years at I'll yeah. tell you what hotel it was, um, the Hotel Bel Air. He moved in in the early 90s. And one of his friends said there's nothing more noncommittal than living in a hotel. And Steve Bing did not ever want to get married, have kids or right. be in a committed relationship. Right. He loved beautiful women. He liked, you know, and he liked also like dressing that people didn't know he was. Like he went to a fundraiser one time in Beverly Hills and he had his uniform of jeans and a ripped T-shirt. And the host of the party thought he was the gardener. And Steve being white. Writes, he just went on. He, he was, writes he out to a be check under the for radar. a million dollars. Yep. But people called him Bing Laden because he was so secretive. The Sperminator. He was likened to the Great Gatsby, and his sexual appetites. You know, he absolutely was at the mansion all the time. And of course, women were falling all over him. He's six foot four, and he is almost basically a billionaire. He's so dripping with money. And Holly, this is a funny conversation Lori and I had yesterday. How much money does it take to make you good looking? Because, well, I mean, we I literally wrote that down yesterday. How much money, um, how much, no, excuse me, how much more attracted are you if you have gobs of money? You're like a thousand percent more attractive. <laughs> well, yeah. A thousand yes. more, I mean, it's just bizarre. And Steve Bing was interesting um, because... He did some movies. Well, he did movies. He did a movie with Warren uh, Beatty that was a big bust. He's done some that were successful. He backed the Polar Express. 80 and million did, into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he loved philanthropy politics and women those were his three things and some of his girlfriends besides you know uh his fling with elizabeth hurley which he didn't think was anything he dated uh every playboy playmate of the year and maybe the month Mm -hmm. naomi campbell uma thurman sharon stone farrah fawcett before she got back together with he was friends with nicole kidman they were very good friends after the Tom Cruise breakup. Right. And maybe we he, don't know what that means. That's right. And he was just somebody that he was a chick magnet and um, he loved to spoil women. He wooed Elizabeth Hurley. She was 35 at the time after she and, and uh, Hugh Grant broke up. He sent her private jets to meet him wherever. He sent her a solid gold Rolex. He sent her sapphire rings, diamond rings. Nice. And then would take her on all expenses, five-star hotel trips to New York and Europe, just in the on and off period of the eight months they dated. Jeez. So. He was generous. Yeah, so he's generous, but his life could be a movie. No man. kidding. Sad ending. Yeah, it is. You know, but anyway, they don't know if there's a will or anything else, so they too. Hey, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Well, Julia made a discovery about Steve Bing, the Hollywood and business mogul who took his own life a couple days ago. 
that he produced something and wrote something that you loved. Kangaroo Jack. That's right. My kids, I mean, when my kids were little, we watched that movie. And actually, one of my kids' friends' parents gave calls him um, Kangaroo Jack. So that's always been the nickname for my yeah. kid. And I thought, everyone loved that. And he put $80 million into Polar Express. That was the Tom Hanks yes. um, narrated cartoon or animated movie i remember seeing that Mm -hmm. and it that movie made 285 million dollars he also um he worked with he had friendships with brad pitt had a falling out with sean penn Mm -hmm. um over a movie role that um he apparently made a lot of investments and a lot of people took advantage of him yeah or ill-advised he would be very much you know, I, I'm going to go by my gut feeling kind of a thing is yeah. what I'm picking up between. And he just had recently sold his jet, his home in Bel Air, which he bought a smallish home in Bel Air. And then as each home around him went on sale, he bought seven. That's even more than Johnny Depp has done in Bel Air and made a a, basically a compound. Wow. Knocked them down and he sold that Bel Air place living in the hotel Sold his jet, so I don't know. I mean, and he maybe said, he had money problems as well as, you know, obviously depression. Well, dep- or- they said, you know, because he was extremely isolated with COVID going on and everything, and that he was ex- depressed. He didn't have a relationship with either of his children. Um, children. Well, his sperm sperm children is yes. what he called them. <laughs> Although he did side with Elizabeth Hurley when his father wanted to write out... Stephen Bing's two children that he had no relationship with. He said he made a court argument that he didn't have a grandfather relationship. So those children should not be able to inhor- inherit, inherit Steve, any of Steve Bing's money. Right. And, and Elizabeth Hurley was upset for Damien. Right. And so she and Steve Bing joined forces and fought the grant the Steve Bing's father and the court ruled on their side and said well that's not how the law works they are they are your grandchildren exactly. by law so mm-hmm. but i felt i jeez i always thought you could put it who in your um no well, no but this was yeah, a preemptive yeah. Yeah, thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. his father yeah. wanted to make sure that those kids couldn't inherit mm. any money well they don't know where the will right. is you know he's a lifelong bachelor Never yeah. got married, just... And Elizabeth Hurley's son looks exactly like her. He's a model. He oh, dated. Yeah. He looks exactly long-haired like her and all. I mean, like, they could be twins. Yeah. They're... Because she doesn't look her age, whatever that is. Right. Um, yeah, and he's beautiful. Yeah, seriously beautiful. Okay, so seriously beautiful. Yes. We, uh, maybe was it was it earlier this winter that we went to the History Theater and I saw... I feel like it was last November, Laurie, or La- something. Okay, we saw Gloria Alive, Kathy Hartnett, our friend. Yes. Long-time listeners of the radio show will know her from politics and being on our show, but she was the reason why we did have Gloria Steinem actually in our studio, Holly. Oh, years ago. Years ago, I somewhere have the CD. I do too. Of that interview, and she said the S word twice on the air. Yes, she did. She was at Tall the time. And beautiful. Yeah, I think she was like maybe 74. Uh-huh. Um, Kristen Bale's dad, she got uh, married to later in life and they were in love and he died suddenly of a brain tumor. He'd been dead for like two years when she came in because she married him when she was like 68 and they were married only four years and then he passed away. Right. 
but she came in, you know, with her low, you know, hipped jeans on, a big belt buckle, a beautiful silk blouse, no bra, and aviator. I mean, she, she just looked exactly she like the cover of Ms. Magazine, 1975. And the History Theater, really, it was a really great, um, great show. And it's going to air on PBS this Friday night. Neil Justin gave, you know, he'll do one of his picks. But on Sunday, it was like what to watch for. Yeah. And Christine Lottie, the amazing actress, I Christine Lottie. I haven't seen her in anything for a while. I love her. Um. I think she's got the same body as Gloria Steinem. Yes. Lanky and tall. Lanky you know? and tall. So yep. here, this is from, um, uh, I can't remember which morning show. It's from a show. Oh, no, it's for Jamie Uhas, formerly from WCCO, reporting for CBS this morning. Oh, okay. The whole point of doing this play was so that people could go to this play Christine and say, Lottie. if Gloria Steinem can do it and change the world, I can do it. I'm not... It's very conscious of my impact on the world, but I fall in love with an idea of something that could change. And that is so intoxicating. The message resonated with Lottie. We both felt that our mothers didn't matter in a way, in the way they were treated. And it wasn't until second wave feminism that I learned, oh, that gender stuff, that race stuff is all made up. We're taught these social constructs that have nothing to do with reality. When you look at the Black Lives Matter movement and see that it's started by women, what do you think about that? Well, I wish the world knew it. So I'm both celebrating how far we've come and always saying, but did you know? (laughs) Gloria says there's healing in the telling. I never reported the casting director who told me the only way I was going to ever, ever make it was to sleep my way to the top. If and then that it was were possible, there would be lots more women at the top, I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I became a feminist in my bones after that experience. It's one of those, I'll show you. <laughs> a lot of times people come up to Gloria and say, weeping, men and women, you saved my life. You saved my mother's life. And Gloria says, no, you saved mine. We're always late because she's talking to every single person. (laughs) I'm not crazy enough to think that I did this, that they're responding to. I am part of a vast movement that I'm lucky to be recognizable as part of. I get this reward of listening to their stories. And, you know, we see that in Mrs. America, which was on FX and Hulu, that Gloria Steinem was always getting approached in the street from the time she started Ms. Magazine with the other woman. I can't remember what her name is, but um, she's always being stopped because she is recognizable with the signature look. And and she was one of the younger women in the movement at the time, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Did you ever finish that, Miss? Yes, I did. Wasn't that good, those last two episodes? Letty Cornburn was the other person. Letty, okay. No, Dorothy Pittman Hughes. Yes. Yes. There's a famous picture going around of Gloria and Dorothy Pittman Hughes from them when they were with Ms. Magazine and then that just this year where they both had their arms up and basically it's identical picture, but, you know, 60 years apart. What were you going to say about Mrs. America? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, it's it's an incredible story. And the way that it's told, I just, oh, man, go and watch it. Hulu on FX if you haven't already. It really was one of the best shows this year. And a woman who was one of the writers on Mad Men, this was her her conception. And, you know, she wrote the show. And it's oh. just really, really a good show and a great I didn't really know my history about the women's oh, movement. I no would say that I did not because I was a beneficiary of it and that it was like people like, 
you know, your mom, mom and other women right, that were was old, really, another generation older than us. She was a trailblazer. Us. Yes, we would have been, we were too mm-hmm. young, but um, not too young to be on the receiving end of, you know, sexual, like, uh, here, do this and you could get that, those kind of things. And like Gloria said, if that were the case, if women could sleep their way to the top, we'd be running everything if we yeah. wanted, if that was possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Anyway, that airs Gloria Life. It's going to be on PBS Friday night, and it's under great performances. Yeah, and they have a, that's kind of a fun thing to have. I tape those. Yeah. Because there's a lot of cool things mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. So I like anyway, it. I'm sure Christine Lottie will be happy. Donnie, I know, will be all excited. That's one of his girlfriends. <laughs> Her and Rachel Ward. Oh, or Rachel. Rachel. Seal Award. Seal Award. Yeah, I remember that. Do you still have the <laughs> is uh, his... lady wall up on in that studio? You know, the lady wall is still up. Yeah. I have to say some of them uh, come down with the breeze and the wind, oh. but you just stick a thumbtack You know in. why? They haven't been laminated. <laughs> laminated like the no, ones over here. I laminated this. Yeah, well, yours is preserved for history. It, it, it is going to be. I feel like the History Museum is going to call and want to know with the MyTalk Studios, yeah. you know, the man wall, right. for just history. Right. Can go down to the Minnesota, you know, the broadcast uh, right. Hall of Hall Fame of or Fame. something. Yeah, it's going to go in the Pavic Museum. There you go. There you go. <laughs> We've got it. Can we just acknowledge for a second that this pandemic has created a series of unusual realities that we all have to work around, in particular the gossip industry, because it's allowed some lightweight gossipy stories to come front and center. And I'm looking at you, People Magazine. Uh, because I thought you were looking at me. No, they gave an if exclusive. If I look like a magazine, now I'm worried. Okay. They gave an exclusive, mm-hmm. which means they bought the photos of this trip, of this adventure. And the person is none other than Paris Hilton traveling with her boyfriend to the Hamptons to meet her niece. This is the exclusive. You can't. I'm eat. so glad you didn't say Mario Lopez though, because no. I ah. saw him outside in some garden today, and He's I thought not, if that's it. I'm no, not, that's I'm just done. that's I'm a paparazzi. Done. Paris Hilton at least I'd still want to see the pictures. No, you can't even. It's exclusive. You got to get the magazine or subscribe <laughs> online. That means Paris sold it. I mean, she was sold. She must be pinching herself. And I mean, you could play the drinking game. Uh, looking at the Paris, who's her uh, new boyfriend? Photos. Um, it's this. It's this liquor creator guy uh, that has a made-up name, Carter Room. I don't know if it's a made-up name. It's a liquor but creator. He, these photos were buried so deep on People dot com that you had to scroll to yeah. find yeah. these photos of Paris Hilton. Still, and and she's is she wearing? Pink, check your Paris bingo card. Is she wearing a generic vacation backdrop? Anyway, it's just hilarious. That's an exclusive on People Magazine. All right, we will be right back. We're going to talk with Rick Nelson from the Star Tribune. Hi, Rick Nelson from the Star Tribune. Hello. How are you? I do love on Twitter you share your takeout uh, food items. I get kind of a kick out of that. Well, why not, right? I mean, what else do we have to do? I know. <laughs> I know. Here's Besides the night takeout from Russia. Yeah. Yeah, and right. listen. <laughs> so I had some amazing takeout last night. Can I tell you about it? Yes. Really it's from a relatively new food truck called Nashville Coop, and they make, um, you know, Tennessee hot style fried chicken, oh, mostly yeah. in sandwiches. And this sandwich was phenomenal, okay? Number one, um, it was just starting to rain just as I, just as they called up my number, you know, for me to pick it up. Right. So I just grabbed the box and ran into my car. And when I was, you know, running to my car with this little box, and I only ordered one sandwich, I thought, 
are there like five sandwiches in this thing? Because it was so heavy. I mean, there was so much chicken on that sandwich. Huh? It was two gigantic kind of breast pieces that had been fried, really crisp. The, the meat was incredibly juicy, and it was hot. Like, And I didn't even order like the hot, hot, hot one. I just ordered like a boring medium. I'm a Minnesota Lutheran hot. Yes. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel fantastic really really great and they're and they've got two trucks and they're often out, both of them are often out, one in Minneapolis, one in St. Paul. I live in Macroblin, and so I ran over. They had one in uh, in front of the Highland Village Shopping Center where oh, London oh, Byerly's is. Oh, yeah. We, and that's where I picked one up. Oh, awesome. okay. What's it called again? It's called Nashville it's Coop. It's called Nashville Coop. Are they um, there? You really got to give it a try. Oh, it sounds, haven't, I mean, anything hot right now that you don't, and you don't have to do the dishes. I mean, like, we're And all... you don't have to do the dishes. <laughs> oh, and there were fries, too. And the fries were actually really good yeah. I mean, it was just terrific is there um, like a website rick where people can find out where all the food trucks are well that's the thing i mean if you go to the star tribune's twitter account okay which is just at star tribune yeah. there's a there's a thing on the left hand side that says lists and you can click on lists and we try to keep every pretty much every food truck that's operating in the twin cities on that list okay because i always feel like the best way to find a food truck is on twitter because they're all on Twitter or Instagram, and they're always posting where they are right at the moment. So that's kind of, the, for me, the best way to do it. I don't even know what they are. I mean, so for the novice, but that's nice that you guys have the list that we can go check it out. And if you want to find Nashville Coop, just go to their website, which I think is NashvilleCoop.com, uh, or go to either Twitter or Instagram, which I think is also at Nashville Coop, and, you can, and they post where they're going to be for the whole week. And the hours that they're going to oh, be there. Oh, there it is, Nashville. And I really recommended it. It was, it was terrific. It oh, looks delicious. Do food trucks have to, can they just go where they want to go? Well, it, I mean, different cities have different rules about okay. where they can go. Um, and, like, for example, if you, if you operate in Minneapolis, you have to have, you have to do your actual cooking within the city limits of Minneapolis in a commercial-grade kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then you're only allowed to go. If you want to be downtown, there are only certain places you can go downtown. Okay. Or you, or you can go into a parking lot at a private location and do that as well. Okay. Jeez. I wish one would just open down my block yeah. so I could have dinner every day. Hot. <laughs> I'm serious. I love I'm the not, name I'm, of this place. I know. What, what, I know. what else have you been eating or what else is exciting happening? Well, you know, it's funny. I'm, even here and now during the middle of a global pandemic, there are restaurants that are opening, which is really, I find, exciting and um, you know, and a really great um, reflection of the spirit of the restaurant world, you know, and the people yes. who are always so entrepreneurial and so creative in their spirit. There's a new place in Wyzetta called the Grocer's Table in downtown Wyzetta, which is kind of like a bakery, cafe, wine bar, all kind of mixed together. Um, and it's the kind of place where you order at the counter and they, and they do all their own bread baking. And, you know, they have really great open face sandwiches and terrific pizzas. You can buy meal kits and take it away. Um, I really, I thought it was really impressive and I, I can't wait to go back. Um, and they're serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner every, I think every day of the week, but maybe Monday. Um, it's really worth checking out. Um, uh, 
One little piece of news that I heard today is that uh, Rustica is going to open their place in Southdale on Monday. Um, so if you're a fan of that bakery in mm-hmm. South Minneapolis, that's pretty great news. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, a couple other places that I think people should know about today in Edina at 50th in France. Do you remember that place that was Teja for a million years? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So that's been empty for, I don't know, nine months. And then the two guys who own Pajarito, that really great contemporary Mexican restaurant on West 7th Street in St. Paul, they've taken over that space and they're opening for takeout tonight. In fact, it's open right now. I think it it opens at four maybe. So so they're going to do takeout um, like Wednesday through Saturday um, from like four to eight or four to nine. So that's like a really great boost for that neighborhood. That is in Pajarito is, you know, I just was on West seventh yesterday driving past it and are they, they're still open, right? In St. Paul? I believe they're still open. Yeah. Or at least they're doing takeout. I don't know that they're open, uh, you know, so you can go in because their windows were broken mm-hmm. and I saw the plywood oh. up. And so I was just wondering, but I, you guys, this food is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's really some of the best Mexican in the region. It's really good. Do you think that um, right now, like that, I mean, what have you, maybe you can tell us what you've heard, but are the restaurants that have patios and pretty big patios, you know, I'm thinking like a Burger Moe's or, you know, Moscow on the Hill or W.A. Frost, like the bigger the patio, the the better that they're doing because people are reluctant to go inside or what are you hearing? You know, I've heard a little of both. I've heard from people that, uh, you know, they've got both for people, for example, that have both a patio and a dining room, that the patio is doing really well. Mm -hmm. The dining room, not so much because people don't want to be inside, Mm -hmm. which I find perfectly understandable. I don't want to be inside either. Um, But I've been on a couple of patios where um, they were packed, uh, you know, packed uh, for today's standards, which are, you know, um, you know, distancing and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, one place that, and it's really interesting. I feel like we should cut restaurants so much slack right now. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was having lunch on the patio at the Lynn Hall, which is on 27th of Lindale in South Minneapolis. And um, uh, they have a, in their, they, they cleared up, they have a little parking lot and they pitched a big tent and then they have picnic tables under the tent. And, you know, that's such a beautiful restaurant. It's such a treat to go and just mm-hmm. sit in that dining room, which is not open right now. And the patio, you know, it was a tent in a parking lot with, with tables. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine said, who I was having lunch with said, you know, this just isn't a really, this isn't really great looking. I'm like, give me a break. We're yeah. outside. We right. should be thrilled that we're at a restaurant where people are, ser- you know, are, are serving food and, you know, we can be together in this right. outdoor space. So, yes, I'm yeah. glad that you um, scolded or shushed your person because <laughs> that's I, absolutely right. And right? we need to support them. I mean, my goodness, our local restaurants. I went to um, Louie last night out on the patio at Top of and? the Setas. It was great. It started to rain a little, awesome. but, you know. Yeah. But it's yeah. it was great. But thank you so much, Rick. We have to have you on sooner. Again soon. I would love that. Okay. Yeah. That's Rick Nelson at cool. Star Tribune. Yeah, um, that's right. Restaurant Coop, Critic. The food truck. Yeah, Check I out. already looked it up. They're on Snelling Avenue North today, 675 Snelling in St. Paul. All right. We'll be back. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. 
Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.